It's New Year's now, and you're thinking about a resolution. What can you do to make you a better you? That's a really narrow view, but there is something much higher and deeper than a New Year's resolution. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to God's Resistance, where we resist sin, self, the devil, and the world. Glad you've tuned in here this morning. Uh, God's resistance is much more than just, you know, sitting back in a defensive posture. Defense is part of it, but defense uh, also is incomplete without offense. So we also need to positively go against this uh, sin, if there any be any sin in our lives. Self, that is the selfish nature. Uh, then also the devil and the world. We need to wage war against those things. And here... This morning on this New Year's Day, we're going to be talking about uh, something a little deeper, something a little better, something a little higher than just New Year's resolutions, because oftentimes we have something like that, but it doesn't really stick. And I want you uh, to listen to 2 Corinthians 1, 20, or you can open your Bible and read for yourself. But it says here in 2 Corinthians 1, 20, for all the promises of God in him, that is in Jesus Christ, are yes, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God. Now, often the focus, when we think about New Year's resolution, is more on our resolute will and not enough on our dependence upon God. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand me because we as people have been given a free will by God. We can make choices But if it was just free will alone, we would be the most sad, defeated people on earth because we need the help of God. We need the spirit of God. And so rather than just focusing on the resoluteness of my will, what I'm choosing to do, and I'm going to dig my heels in, and here's where I'm going to go, there has to be some kind of a grit like that in our lives. Uh, We need to concern ourselves with God. Instead of not being as concerned about what God will do through us, we are in more concerned about what we'll do for God. It should be, Lord, what do you want to do through me? And if we can seek God and ask him those questions, what do you want to do through me? I think that this new year, uh, either if you are not a Christian and you need to give your life to God, or you are a Christian and you are just trying to kind of reassess the year that was behind you and set the course in some respect for the year ahead, make this be your aim. Lord, what do you want to do through me instead of what I can do? That should be our our aim. It's hard to resolve to do things when you're not sure if you have the power or the resources to even fulfill that resolution. So sometimes we say, this is what I'm going to resolve. I'm going to do this, this, and this through this new year. We may have all the good intentions to do that. We may really sincerely believe that we're going to set out to do that, but then we find there's weaknesses in us. We find we don't have the strength and the power that we thought we had to get the job done. We can resolve, however, by the grace of God to do and be whatever he calls us to do. And be because where God guides us, where his call is, there is power, there is grace. 
to do it. That's why if we try to take this new year in without God in our calculations, without his will in our calculations, instead of us seeking something and then saying, oh Lord, please bless our efforts, saying, God, what do you want to do? What are you doing? And I want to be a part of that. Then if we do that, we'll have a better outlook instead of just wasted New Year's resolutions, we can have something that is a lot more firm than that. <clears throat> I would like to take uh, just a little look at Adoniram Judson as we think about all of this. Now, Adoniram Judson said, the future is as bright as the promises of God. Now, I, I want to back up and give a little context to all this, and then we'll come back to that thought in just a minute. But Adoniram Judson, he moved to Burma as a missionary. He was... He grew up in a Christian home, turned away from his Christian upbringing, came back to Christ after one of his good friends had died and he was nearby him as this man was groaning and in pains of death and terror. It really got a hold of Adoniram Judson and God drew him back to himself. So Adoniram Judson was married to his first wife for 14 years before she died and they had three uh, children together, and but three of those children also died. He moved from New England, <clears throat> excuse me, to India first, and then they wouldn't allow him to stay in India, so he moved to Burma, and William Carey uh, told him that Burma was extremely hostile and then tried to get him to not go to Burma and to maybe go somewhere else, but he said, you shouldn't go there. However, Adoniram Judson and his wife went to Burma anyways. He was in Burma for six whole years before he saw one convert to Christianity, he was tortured and imprisoned for 17 months, suspected of being a spy. All the while, his wife tried to take care of him uh, while he was in prison, giving him something to eat and, and just trying to go back and forth and plead with the prison guards there for some sort of help or aid that she might be able to give. You know, after this imprisonment, he was released and his wife, uh, she passed away from a terrible sickness. And after this terrible sickness, six months later, his living daughter also passed away. He sunk then into a terrible depression, which lasted for four years. And he wondered, did I go here uh, because God wanted me to go here? Or did I go here just for myself and for pride and all these other things? So in his despair, he decided to distance himself from uh, the mission compound by a, a considerable amount going inland. He built himself a hut and lived in that, gave away a quarter of all of his possessions, and then vowed that he was going to pay more um, into missionary work or whatever um, out of his money. And he lived alone for four years like that um, out there, primarily alone. Um, and one year after uh, he, he, these four years, he's in this depression. After one year of climbing out of his terrible depression through the grace of God, a revival then poured out in Burma. Three years after this, he married again, his second wife, and that was eight years after his first wife died. They had eight children, and five of those eight children survived. Eleven years later, his second wife died. One year after his second wife's death, he married a third time. Four years after that marriage, uh, he had a sickness that resurfaced again that he had had to deal with for most of his life. That sickness resurfaced and he um, then died after that, after he married his second wife, he died uh, a year after that. Um, or excuse me, he died four years after his second wife died. In the middle of his work there in Burma, a reporter asked him these questions. 
After losing everything and seeing his family broken down and spending time in prison, this reporter asks, what hope do you have for Burma after all this tragedy? Now, it looks like he had a really uncommon uh, amount of tragedy that happened in his life. And the reporter says, what hope do you have for Burma after all this tragedy? And here's what Adoniram Judson responded. The future is as bright as the promises of God. So he wasn't looking to his own will, to his own resolutions. He was looking to God. And out of his life came fruits from God. He translated the only Bible into, into the Burmese language. He made the only English Burmese dictionary. He had hundreds of converts that were leading the church of Jesus Christ there. And at this day, there are about 3,700 congregations of Baptists in Myanmar, in Burma. Now, this is a really extreme account looking into Adoniram Judson's life. But the point is that Adoniram Judson or his wives did not trust in themselves but through the promises of God, we're able to do more than a mere human resolution could accomplish. So the one thing that you should resolve to do this New Year's is to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be born again if you are not born again. If you are born again, then you are to then resolve then to seek out the promises of God and to believe those promises and to lean hard upon them to see what God will do for you. So the scripture that I read in the beginning was, for all the promises of God in him, in Christ, are yea and in him amen unto the glory of God. So we have various different promises through scripture. And in the context of this particular chapter, we find the promise of God's power sustaining through tribulation and suffering. If you go to verses four through six of 2 Corinthians chapter one, it says, who comforteth us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings, which, also, which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. So, he was sustained and comforted in the middle of his uh, trials through the promises of God. He had the consolation of God, and we read that in the seventh verse, our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as you are partakers of the sufferings, so you shall also be of the consolation. And Paul knew all this by experience. He said he despaired even of life because of the crazy amount of pressure that he had in Asia and, and all that he was facing. You can find that in verse 8. And he made it through by trusting in God. And you can see that in verse nine. So we find that the promises of God sustain through tribulation and suffering and that there is consolation for those. We find also that the promise and success of the grace of God is there for whatever we need. And we look in the 12th verse of this chapter, for our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, we have our conversation in the world and more abundantly to you. So he said, it's not by my wisdom, it's not by my power, but by the grace of God. So through the promises of the grace of God, you could lean hard on God and he would bring you through those difficult uh, trials and situations just as Paul had experienced. We have the promise of Christ that's not fickle like the promise of men might be. Uh, it's not fickle by the flattering speech that the Corinthians were so used to. According to our Bible text, it is as sure as the foundation of the ability and the character of God. That is how sure our promises are. We have the promise of salvation. We have the promise that uh, whosoever believeth on him uh, should not perish, but have everlasting life and that we would be born again. 
We have the promise of sanctification. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do, who also will do it. That is to sanctify you wholly. We have the promise of glorification that Paul said, I'm not perfect right yet. Uh, he said there was a perfection that he had attained then, but there was also the perfection of glorification that was only going to take place at the resurrection. And so he said he was going to run his race with his eyes fixed on the prize. So there's the promise of glorification. There's the promise of a victorious Christ in his kingdom. The gates of hell will not prevail against Christ nor his church, and Christ will win. We look in the book of Revelation, and it shows the winning picture. We also have the promise of heard and answered prayer. If we pray anything according to his will, we know that he hears us, and we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. We also have um, promise of help against our enemies. We find that throughout the Psalms, whether it be a certain victory through those or the triumph of grace through the persecution of enemies. So we have the promises of God. They're yes and amen in Jesus Christ. And the security of God's promise is his unchangeable character and attributes. He is holy. He is truthful. He is just. He is merciful. He is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present. He is love. He is eternal. He is unchangeable. He will fulfill his promise. Not one of God's promises has been broken yet, nor will ever a promise be broken that God has made. God has fulfilled promises that have lasted for thousands of years. The promises of God are granted by the King Jesus Christ on a throne that no person can overthrow, whether they be in heaven or on earth. God is not fickle, but he has the power to back up his promises. They are as sure as simply saying, yes, it shall be done. God's promises are for our good and his glory. Now, that was the theme through Adoniram Judson's life. He realized that whatever came to him, though it was really awful at times, that it must be through the hand of God and there was a larger purpose than what he had understood and he resigned himself to God. That's easier said than done. May God help us through his grace to have that same outlook. But God's promises are for our good in his glory. God is for our highest good and our highest good isn't always perhaps what we want, but it's what we need. It's what it's the highest good that God could do in us and through us. And the ironic thing is that our highest good is also for God's glory and honor. Our highest good is realized in the success and the upbuilding of God's kingdom and as we are a part of it. So in conclusion here, may this new year be more than a resolution, but rather a spiritual revolution. Instead of resolving, let's seek God and let's trust him. Instead of starting something and sticking with it for a short time before dispensing with it, let's commit our lives to Christ and go for the long haul. Join the resistance, God's resistance. Your next step is to call 570-362-7782. I would love to get together with you and talk about the things of God. We used to have street meetings every Wednesday and Sunday nights in the Wilkes-Barre Public Square, but we are taking a break from that through the winter, but stay tuned for a new meeting place.